like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against Him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, the second coming of Christ. And now here's Bishop Caldwell. What time it was. I need for you to go to Nehemiah chapter 2. Nehemiah chapter 2. And verse 1, and it came to pass in the month Nisan. In the twentieth year of Artaxerxes the king, that wine was before him, and I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now I had not been sad in his presence. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very much afraid. Why? Because you don't come to work like that in the presence of the king with a long mouth. I wonder how many of y'all be fired in the morning with them long heads. Verse 3, and said unto the king, let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lies waste, and his gates are consumed with fire? Then the king said unto me, for what dost thou make request? So I prayed to the God of heaven, and I said unto the king, if it please the king, and if thy servant had found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. And the king said unto me, the queen also sitting by him, because it got real dull in the court, so the queen was there, you know, to make small talk. For how long shall thy journey be? And when will thou return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I sent him a time. Moreover, I said unto the king, if it please the king, let letters be given me to the governors beyond the river that they may let me pass through till I come unto Judah. And a letter unto Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the palace, which is near to the house and for the wall of the city and for the house that I shall enter into. And the king granted me according to the good hand of my God upon me. Oh, man, listen. When the fullness of the time was come. But God had to have a way. When I say had to have a way, he made a way. For us to be able to clock that fullness of time thing. 
Because it's more than speaking Greek. Daniel chapter 9. Daniel the ninth chapter. It's getting ready right now everybody. Become real plain. Real plain. The restoration and rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. The beginning of that journey took place in Nisan. In the 20th year of Artaxerxes the king. Now Nisan is equivalent to the month of March and April. When Nehemiah got the letter of request to carry it to get material to be transported to Jerusalem for the rebuilding of the wall. In the 20th year of Artaxerxes the king. This is the starting point. Here we go. Of the 70th weeks of Daniel's prophecy. 70 weeks. 70 weeks of Daniel's prophecy. This is the starting point when Nehemiah began to build. He began this building project in 445 B.C. Now watch this. In the starting of that, it had to get to 69 weeks. The 69th week would be the time that Christ, I don't think you're listening to me, would be the time that Christ, in that time frame, it would be the 69th week that he would be crucified. Which leaves one week in the hole. Which is known as the great tribulation period. Stay with me. The 69th week of Daniel's prophecy. That leaves one week left to yet be fulfilled. Which cannot take place until after the rapture. Mm -hmm. That one week in the Old Testament is called the time of Jacob's troubles. In the New Testament, Jesus called it a tribulation period that has never taken place on this earth. So Messiah had to be cut down in the 69th week of Daniel's prophecy. And that's where we are right now, in time. Because when he was crucified, put to death, buried, raised again, that was in the 69th week. And so he didn't get a chance to rule. He didn't get a chance to put God's kingdom literally here on earth. So now that he has ascended up far above all heavens and waiting to come back again, that 70th week is put on hold. And that 70th week is called the Great Tribulation Period. Huh? Am I teaching better than you listening? Well, I see some of y'all listening. Look like your ears done got bigger. <laughs> hey, Mickey. Did I tell you to go to Daniel chapter 9? All right. Look at, look at verses 24 through 27. 
Daniel chapter 9. The Bible says, verse 24, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city. That's Jerusalem. To finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth, now you got to be ready for this. Watch this. Because God times it. Listen, verse 25. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince, shall be seven weeks. And three score and two weeks. Well, seven, sixty, and two is sixty-nine. So from the time that Nehemiah, oh, I love this. Somebody bring the Nilla wafers. I got the ice cream. Listen, from the time that Nehemiah went and got the letters to go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, that clock got started in the month Nisan in the 20th year of Artaxerxes. Now why did the Holy Ghost do that? To show you that there are historical markers and that Jesus is a real person and that God started the time clock that led all the way to the 69th week to the crucifixion of Jesus. So when the fullness of I ain't got no help in here. So when the fullness of the time had come it was the 69th week of Daniel's prophecy because every day in a week was represented by one year. So when Jesus was born, he was born somewhere around about the 69th week or before that week had come, but he was crucified, put to death in the 69th week. That left one week out there. That's the great tribulation period. Now, ain't no great tribulation coming. You may have trouble with Clyde at the house. Ain't no great tribulation coming until the rapture of the church takes place. And that's next. So we're not in the great tribulation period. We're in the waiting and anticipation of the Lord's second coming. Clap your hands, roll your eyes, do something. You getting this? All right, I told you it's a once in a lifetime journey. All right, now watch this. Um, let me reread verse 25 right quick. It says, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandments to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, unto his first coming, unto the Messiah, to restore and build, that was the request that Nehemiah made to Artaxerxes in his 20th year being the king. Okay? Watch this. Jerusalem to the Messiah, the prince, that's Jesus, shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off. But not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come, that's Satan, shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. And the end of it shall be with the flood, and unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. 
Now, that's that, that's that seven, that's that, don't get, don't get turned around about these 62 weeks right here because it's been made clear in verse 25 that it's the 69th week that Messiah was cut off. So that 70th week that's out there is the great tribulation period. That 70th week, that one week, which is seven years, the prince, which is the prince of darkness, is going to come. But he will make his presence known in the second half of the first week. You take a week and you divide it, seven days divided is three and a half days. The first three and a half years during the Great Tribulation period, watch this now, because after that, God going to set up the Millennial Kingdom. We'll deal with that on another, at another time. But the first three and a half weeks, folk ain't not going to even know we're gone. <laughs> they're going to be busy doing whatever they're doing, and we're going to be there. going to be in your house eating up your chicken all that. That's the first three and a half weeks. They would say peace and safety. But the last three and a half weeks of the great tribulation period, they'll be running talking about hide us from the wrath of the Lamb. So that's going to be a great tribulation period, but it cannot take place. That seventh week, the time of Jacob's troubles, and the great tribulation period, same thing, is waiting for the rapture of the church. When the church is raptured, then the clock would get started just like it got started when Nehemiah got permission to go and rebuild. God started the time clock and it led all the way up to when the fullness of the time was come. God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem those that were under the law. All that happened around about and I don't know exactly what happened at the time that it happened but I know one thing when it came to his crucifixion it was the 69th week that he was cut off. But he's coming back. Still with me? All right, now watch this. Verse 27. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, that is. And in the midst of the week, three and a half years, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. See, the Antichrist is going to sit in the, in the house of God, more or less, declaring that he is God. See, because when Titus destroyed the temple in 70 AD and the Jewish nation was scattered and the temple was torn down and it was not one brick left upon another, they don't have no place to worship. They can't offer no animal sacrifice. They don't have no great high priest. The church has. All right. All right. So they are scattered throughout the whole world. Now we understand Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel, the Lord said, Ezekiel said, yes, sir. He said, Ezekiel, tell me something. Can these bones live? Where were those bones? They were scattered throughout the whole world. We got Jews in Shreveport, Jews in Houston, Jews in New York City. God didn't send them back over there in 1948. They went on their own, and they have not had no peace. Now watch this. Benjamin Netanyahu. He's not a high priest. He's not a king. He's a prime minister. The church got Jesus and gone about our business. Huh? We looking for his second coming. The Jews looking for his first coming. He already done the game. Hallelujah. 
And it was cut off in the 69th week. He shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. That's Satan. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate even until the consummation and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. He's coming back again. It's going to be real bad during the great tribulation period. Those that miss the rapture will have to deal with the great tribulation period. That's when heads going to start getting cut off. That's when you can't buy anything or sell anything or even have a job without the number 666. Huh? And anyone who has that mark of the beast cannot be saved. So you better get Jesus while you can. You better get on it because it's going to be bad. It's not, it has never been a time like that, nor will it ever be a time like that. Now, 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 now. Now, we are on hold until most souls get saved. Are you doing your part? Mark chapter 13. So when the fullness of the time was come, God has set Jesus up to be born at that particular time and to be crucified. All that would take place in the 69th week. That Messiah would be cut off. Leaving one week out there. Because 69 plus 1 is 70. I done figured that out. Uh And that 70 right there, that one week is a great tribulation period. First three and a half years, peace and safety. Oh, man, we living it up. Oh, yeah, this is good, man. Pass me another reel. This is great. Oh, I'm glad all them so-called holy rollers ain't nowhere around. Give me my vodka. Huh? Let me live my life. And then in the middle of the week, it's going to all break out. People going to be running. People going to be getting killed. Heads going to be flying through the air. The devil going to be in charge of the whole scene. And at that time right there, the Holy Ghost will withdraw himself. He's going to back up. And let evil run its course. You still here? Oh man, we just getting warmed up. This is the first inning. Now watch this. Are you in Mark 13? Okay, now in Mark chapter 13, look at verses 32 and 33. Mark chapter 13, verses 32. And 33. Jesus says, But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels who are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take heed, watch and pray, for you know not when the time is. In other words, there is no time set for the rapture. Huh? No time set for it. That's how we got on that radio station. Focus on that talking about, well, we're going to be gone at a certain day, the Lord coming, second coming, and all that. So I called the radio station. I said, excuse me. I said, I'm calling up there because I heard somebody on the radio saying 
that they were talking about the particular day that the law was going to come back and all this. I say, I'm calling to see whether or not Greenwood Acres could purchase that airtime because they won't need it. They won't be here. <laughs> I sure did. And we got on the radio station. Now we own it. Ain't God good? And it's a stellar station. Don't no man know the day. Don't no man know the hour. The angels don't even know. God is the only one that's holding that close to his bosom. So we want to live so that God can use us. Anytime, anywhere. Amen. Now let's deal with what you really came here for. First Thessalonians. Chapter 4. Anybody getting anything out of this? I tell you one thing, the pastor real happy. First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, verses 13 through 18. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them who are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also who sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them who are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, And with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. Now listen. It's a double benefit here. Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, talking to the church, concerning those who are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others who have no hope. What he's talking about is that we are on this side of the great tribulation and saved. Amen. All right. <laughs> Woo, glory. We're on this side of the great tribulation and are saved. So the church will never go through the great tribulation because we won't be here. The Lord himself. Not Louis Armstrong. The Lord himself. Not Dizzy Gillespie. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven. Descend, yeah, because he already ascended. Now, when we went out as far as to as to Bethany and blessed this little bit of church, and those nail-scarred feet start to lift up off of the Mount of Olives, and those two men standing there say, listen, you men of Galilee, why standing here gazing into the heaven? Don't you know that same Jesus that you see leaving here, going into heaven? He's coming back again out of heaven. Now, watch the double benefit. Those of us that are in Christ 
also seated in heavenly places in Christ. We are already there. So then who is the Lord bringing back with him? Those that have died in the Lord. Those that have gone to sleep in Jesus. It can be your mother, your cousin, your loved one. Those that are asleep in Jesus will God bring with him. That's the rapture. That's the rapture. So they are now sleeping in the bosom of Jesus. Ain't no need to talk about, you know, my mama came to see me last night and uh, it was about 2.30 in the morning. No, she didn't because ain't no hole in the wall. Huh? You ain't going to be sitting there talking to your mommy and talking about having all this come. No, 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 no. No, you... You're you going you to need some oxygen. You're going to need something. You're going to be standing out there on the street. Somebody, you done called 911. Somebody called 911. Your hair sticking all up. Your weeds crooked. You looking half crazy. The ambulance over there, they talking about not tell us what did you see. <laughs> you talking about, I saw somebody. I saw my mama. She was standing at the foot of the bed. She told me not to marry him. No, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We got a double benefit. We already seated in heavenly places in Christ. So whether we live or whether we go to sleep, we going to be with him. Today's message, the second coming of Christ, FC 2675, FC 2675, is now available on CD for only $10, and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885, or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119 or email us greenwoodacres at comcast.net there is power power wonder working power in the blood of Jesus in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come the Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words and if you mean those words, they are recorded. 
in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. <laughs>